Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. I can't believe I forgot, Ruben, that you told me that humanity's going back to the fucking moon in less than two years. Yeah. First black woman on the moon, too. Fuck yes, dude. Mm -hmm. I think she's commanding the mission, if I remember correctly, but I'd have to look it up again, and I'm not going to do that. Um, Excuse me? Uh, What do you mean going back? We've never been. Fuck Right off. I am so not here for this because I cannot even tell you how excited I am for September of 2025. That's assuming we survive 2024. We still got to get through this fucking year. I will not be going to work that day. <laughs> I will be staying home and watching the moon landing live you know, in can, 2025. Because can you imagine we'll have high definition cameras and like 4k won't be none of that grainy shit yes and the very first thing that they need to to do really interesting the very first thing they need to do when they land on the fucking moon is hold up a sign next to the original american flag that is still on the moon and say shut the fuck up dumbasses but well so the thing is is that flag is fully white right now because of sun bleaching oh yeah yeah we but surrendered still. the moon on accident. Oops. But, the, <laughs> but it's still there. So somebody was That's there. True. All right. So yeah, somebody hop on fucking. They just tell them to hop on like a Instagram live for the whole fucking launch. It's I do have one thing to say about it is as it gets closer, I hope it gets a lot more mainstream attention. Because imagine what we'll be able to do if all of America gets hype about science again, just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. I don't like even Nick care if they was mentioning get... it to me. Um, sorry, what, Don? No, I was about to say I don't even care if they get hype about it. I just want them to fucking believe in it again. Right. But so he said uh, at the time, like back in 1969. Nice. It was the summer of nice. Uh. Their budget was something like four billion. Adjusted for inflation today, that would be thirty-two billion dollars, thirty-two point something billion dollars. Hey. But their budget now is only eight billion. Mm. So imagine what they could do if they still had that maximum budget adjusted for inflation. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, the fucking our phones have more computing power than the computers they had when they sent us to the moon the first time had. So we're already like yeah, but that's leap years point. ahead of them. That's the point, though, is imagine what NASA could do if NASA had the equivalent budget of NASA back oh, then. I know. I know. The people who are responsible for these 
insane changes in computing technology that we carry around in our pockets, which I am currently playing solitaire on. Well, <laughs> we it's, all know that the Hebrew word for liar is nasa. I. So let's hear about some <laughs> divers. <laughs> So, <laughs> welcome everybody to Campfire Tales. I am Donathan, father, me, that's I. I'm the other one. <laughs> and I'm Josh, also known as Blasidius Maximus the Eighth. Good. Okay. Nice. Yes, that's that's Reuben and Josh, also known as and the rest. But, um... <laughs> so, that was actually really fucking funny. <laughs> So today uh, is going to be the second story suggested by Josh. He suggested the last two midweeks. Uh, this one is about a Perea, a, a, tra- a diving tragedy in the country of Perea. Um, and this is from loopnews.com, dated February 28th, 2022. Um, questions have been raised. Oh, yeah, regarding- Josh is a fucking criminal for this as well. He Why? should know etiquette is really bad. Main episode means goofy midweek, but now we got to talk about <laughs> divers, which is about to be horrifying. It's like a little horrifying, but yeah, but after the... <laughs> only a little. See, here's a little background information on us, uh, fellow li- our fellow listeners. I don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> if... <laughs> nice. <laughs> If our main episode is going to be a really, really dark, bad episode, we usually record it first so that the midweek can kind of, you know, we leave on a happy note instead of leaving on a, on a downer. So like when we did Albert Fish, we recorded those first and then we recorded something goofy. To, uh, the midweek that you are, the main episode you're going to be getting um, this weekend. This week. Uh, the midweek should have been four clowns hug koala bears while uh, laying on lollipop gumdrops and marshmallows. But we didn't get that. So here we go. No, we, we, we got a diving tra- tragedy. <laughs> uh, questions have been what raised regarding the what circ- a punk. <laughs> questions have been raised regarding the circumstances surrounding an incident in which five divers were trapped in a pipeline on February 25th, 2022. Four divers. You asshole. These names. Faisal Kurban, Kazim Ali oh, Jr. Oh, yeah, sorry. They're, they're like Haitian. Yeah. Rishi Nagasar, or, yeah, Nagasar, and Yusef Henry uh, were presumed dead by Perea Fuel Trading Company Limited on Sunday after disappearing into a pipeline during an underwater maintenance exercise on Friday. A fifth diver, Christopher Boudram, was rescued on Friday evening. Energy Minister Stuart Young said the divers were employed by LMCS Limited, which was contact, uh, contracted by Perea to conduct repairs to the pipeline. Here's a timeline of the events. February 25th, 2022. A statement was issued by Perea on February 25th outlining an incident involving private contractors LMCS Limited during an underwater maintenance exercise on the number 36 Sea Line Riser on berth number six at Perea Trading Company Limited, Point uh, de Pierre. So I feel stupid because I said Perea Country. I guess that's just a company. My bad. So the company said it, during it, the ex. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm following. 
Yeah, so the company said during the exercise an incident occurred which resulted in the loss of sight of the five-member team who were being monitored from shore. The company said incident management protocols were triggered and one member was rescued. February 26th, the company issued another update around 3 p.m. involving a visit by Energy Minister Stuart Young, who visited the company, who visited the company, was given an assessment and update. Sorry. Families of the divers gathered outside the facility asking for answers and set up a temporary station near the company's car park facility under a bus shed. Now, according so to... So, I think... Um I was hoping this article was going to tell the whole story like beat by beat, but I guess it kind of looks like this is just going to be major events of the case. So that's kind of my fault. Basically bare bones. What happened here is there are these like long pipes that divers have to swim through in order to do maintenance on them. Right. And five divers went in, something happened where one diver was able to get all the way back out and get to safety, even though it looked like it was going to be certain death. Mm -hmm. And on his way out, he's like, I have to get out. His motivating factor was I have to get out of here so that I can get help for the other four people that are still stuck in there. Okay. When he finally got out, what they told him was, uh, no, it's too dangerous. We can't go back for them. They're lost. That's fucked. And he tried to go back himself. He was like, absolutely the fuck not. I'm going to go back and get them. Mm -hmm. And they restrained him. They wouldn't let him go back in. That's awful. Yep. So this is going to hit, I think, all the major events of the case because this case is still ongoing. It's still, like, getting ready to go to trial in, um, God, the... I think it's in the Caribbean. I said Haitian before. Trinidad but. and Tobago looks like the country. Yeah, right, though. Like, it's it, wherever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's so, getting ready to go to court there. So, yeah. That's uh, so... That's awful. Like, imagine being the guy. Right. You know? Did he did he die when he went back? Or what happened? He came back again? They wouldn't let him no, go. No, they, they wouldn't let him go back in. Oh, right, 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 they, right. They restrained, they restrained him. him. Yeah. Wow. And so he, I can't imagine the survivor's guilt because he thought he was getting out to get them help. And then they were like, no, it's too dangerous. We can't go. That's fucked. So on February 27th. Totally and absolutely. So, I mean, we, Sorry, it, without a doubt, these guys are dead because it's been two days. I mean, there's no way they're still yeah, alive. They don't have no. the. There's no way they have the oxygen for it. Exactly. Yeah. Unless they found a air pocket somewhere. But so Perea issued uh, yeah. another update around 12:27 p.m. saying efforts were ongoing, followed by another around 5 p.m. and then issued an update at 6:30 p.m. Uh, advising of a media briefing at 7:30 p.m. At the media briefing on Sunday night, uh, Perea Chairman Newman George indicated that the divers were presumed dead with a rescue operation now converted into a recovery exercise. The company said cameras and underwater crawlers were used to assess the pipeline and determined that the probability of survival was very low and the risk of rescue was high or intolerable. The company said upon consulting with the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard, the TTG... Trinidad, yeah, that's right. 
the TTCG said there, were, there was not enough information for them to enter the pipeline. The company said commercial divers in the TTCG also, or after seeing video footage, said the risk was intolerable for divers to enter the pipeline. Uh, the company and commercial divers, and I said that, I'm sorry. Terminal operation manager Colin Piper said that they were unable to determine exactly where along the pipeline the men were as they were unable to go further than around 120 feet into the 1,200 foot long pipe. Uh, at a media at a media briefing Sunday night, several questions were raised, including the, re uh, the reason for the delay following the initial report of distress, the cause of the incident and the safety measures involved, and the delay in executing rescue operations. Point to Pierre, uh, MP David Lee questioned the delay in the rescue operation as up to 10 p.m. Friday, witnesses reported hearing knocking sounds along the pipeline. He also questioned the delay in the issuing of work permits for the rescue exercise. The fact that they needed fucking permits is ridiculous. Uh, on Monday morning, yeah. it's a rescue operation. Yeah. That's I'll be emergency. good. God damn, do you have me asking for a fucking re uh, 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 permit? I'm right. going. Fuck you. It's my job. Right. So on Monday morning, on February 28th, uh, Energy Minister Stuart Young confirmed during a media briefing that an independent investigation would be raised into the incident. Young outlined the details of the incident, which took place on Friday. Um, Young said that the divers were in the hyperbaric chamber completing repairs on a pipeline where water had been pumped out in order to change nuts to repair a leak. So... So you're saying that they were training to defeat Majin Buu? Not a clue what that is. <laughs> I know. It's I because know. you said hyperbolic chamber. He said Hyper hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric, still. Yeah, uh -huh. It's the hyperbolic um, time chamber for anybody who's not a nerd. <laughs> he said Friday's work involved testing and the removal of flanges that had been inserted <laughs> to prevent leakage of any liquids. He said four were divers... Four of the divers were working on the repairs, while the fifth, Christopher Boudram, was the rescue diver assigned to the procedure. Young said that when the flanges were removed, a suction was created. Uh, stating, from what we can gather at this point, when the first flange was removed, something took place that created a suction, sucking the five divers in from what was an air chamber into this 30-inch pipe. Oh, my God. Ugh. What? That that that's one of the I hate that kind of shit being like in tight. I'm not claustrophobic. Yeah, but like especially like if you watch like fucking cave people, people that like spelunkers yeah. and shit. Uh uh, that uh -huh. fucks yeah. me up. Water cave hard. divers. Yeah, yeah, where they're like squeezing through and shit. No, I almost fucking freaked out. Not for out. you, huh? I was at uh, in Tampa. There's the Museum of Science and Industry. And they had a mm -hmm. thing in the kids section where they had tunnels set up so you could see what it felt like going through caves. So they would have like little tight sections and things where there was like stalactites uh -huh. and you would have to weave your way around them. And I almost got stuck in this tube. And even knowing that, you know, the tube was only like a foot and a half and there was plenty of people that could rescue my fat ass. I started to fucking mm -hmm. have a panic attack in there because I was like freaking out because i was like squeezing my way through there's no fucking way i could do it in a cave fuck you 
That's legit. I'm I'm right there with you. I would not fucking I couldn't handle it. And I'm not claustrophobic either. I in I'm fact, not either. I like tight spaces. Yes, I like to feel snug. Yeah. In a space. Yep. But there uh, maybe it is because I'm super big. Um there comes a point where and also my mom is claustrophobic, so I watch her freak out sometimes when when she's in a small space for too long. Like it I the the idea of getting stuck like underwater or in a cave or somewhere and just being stuck until you die is fucking terrifying to me. It's the it's so bad. It's it sounds like I it would I oh I just hate it. So Young said that the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard performed an assessment on Friday night but did not perform any diving into the site type rescue. He said ROVs uh, were used and visibility was lost. He said during the exercise, it was discovered via underwater cameras that there was a blockage in the pipeline, presumably diving equipment. Young said that the thought process is that the diving equipment were two air tanks that men were carrying on their backs. Um, uh-huh. Regarding claims of a riser cap being put back into the onto the pipeline near to where the divers were located, Young said that he was not aware of such an action, stating, My information is no such riser cap would have been put back on. There was nobody that went back into the pipe after this unfortunate incident, apart from that diver who managed to get Boudram out, which is what would have, would have had to have happened for a riser cap. But again, I don't want to delve into any speculation and hope the investigation will unearth all that has actually happened. So Young said that as he reached out to BPTT and Shell, uh, so that's BP to Trinidad and Tobago and Shell, to assist in making up two of the five-member panel of independent professional experts to investigate the incident. Uh, there are also plans, or we're all, yeah, this is 2022, so I'm assuming, I don't know, uh, also plans for a diving expert to make up the panel along with a legal advisor. The, the company confirmed via a statement on Monday night uh, that three of the divers' bodies had been recovered with attempts ongoing to retrieve the fourth. The company said the family was notified prior to the statements released. Uh, Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley also issued a statement offering condolences and promising a full investigation into the incident. There have been reports of officials allegedly preventing video recording on the company's compound. Now, on March 4, uh, 1st, 2022, Perea denied claims that it recovered the body of the fourth diver, quote, in parts, and said the search continues relentlessly. Joseph Henry identified the body of his son, Yusef, after visiting the Forensic Science Center. The grief-stricken father urged citizens to stand up for each other. Up to uh, 3.30 p.m., officials said that there was still in process of recovering the body of Rishi Nagasar. So on March 2nd, 2022, uh, Deputy Police Commissioner McDonald Jacob condemned a viral video showing the bodies of three of the divers who were recovered. He said anyone, including an officer found culpable, culpable of sharing the video would be held to account. Meanwhile, Perea said it was still... Yeah, that's su- kind of fucked up. Yeah, but... Right, because hey. that's suppression. Yeah. Wait, wait, it's fucked up on which side? Because I always thought Ruben was saying it was fucked up. They shared the videos. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, the videos shouldn't go fully public. It feels like but... the suppression is more 
systemically bad. I was just saying, like, if it's, like, viral video type sharing, that's kind of fucked up. Like, for example, um, Jake Paul oh, showing yeah, the, the, the suicide bodies forest. in that forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's, I th- weirdly enough, and maybe, I, just, I think it's even worse when it's like, it sounds like they told some people, they showed some people, and then they got like, they were like, uh, you're going to get fired or held to account for this thing that is essentially sharing news to people who need it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole country, all these people, their families are waiting for news of these people. And now you're saying whoever shared news of these people, you better watch out. That's fucked up. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, hold on. I can't read and use fire at the same time. Sorry. There we go. So, meanwhile, Perea said it was still searching for Nagasar's body up to Wednesday afternoon. The company said operations continued into the night. Trade union members visited the homes of Perea manager Colin Piper and Chairman Newman George holding candlelit vigils and calling for their resignations. On March 3rd, 2022 at 12:30 a.m. Perea confirmed that the body of Rishi Nagasar was recovered. At a post-cabinet briefing, Energy Minister Stuart Young said the five members of an independent committee assigned to investigate the accident are attorney Shiv Sharma, uh, Gregory Wilson, a subsea specialist, one member each from BP and Shell, and Eugene Tiha or Tia. Regarding questions as to the power of the panel to call those to account, Young said that the committee being called at the request of the ministry would request the participation of parties as needed for the investigation. Should they refuse, Young said that there would be consequences. He said that's that com- so sus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said the committee would be supported. That, that's by- kind of the the type of shit that I was referring to. He said the committee would be supported by a secretariat from the ministry. Young said the panel had been directed to look at, amongst other things, one, the scope of works issued by Perea for the project, two, the proposed selection plan for submitted by LMCS, three, the, propo- the proposal by LMCS to conduct works at the site and safety plan, four, the facts and circumstances that led up to and resulted in the loss of life, the decisions at, taken after the divers went missing, the nature, extent, and application of any standing orders, legislation, or policies that gave rise to the incident, good grief, uh, whether both companies employed sufficient safety measures, the integrity of the equipment used by LMCS, the adequacy of LMCS's plans uh, used for the operation, whether anyone directly or indirectly acted in a way which resulted in the loss of life, uh, the role played by Perea and LNCS through their units in dealing with the incident. Regarding calls from the resignation uh, of those involved in the incident, Young said that the act is premature at this time. On March 4th, 2022, Energy Minister Stuart Young revealed that all operations at Perea had been suspended pending an outcome of the investigation. Attorney and former St. Augustine uh, MP Prakash Ramad- Ramadar said legal action had been filed against Perea on behalf of the families of the divers. On March Good. 5th. Yeah. On Mar- it's, Mar- I'm, that's the thing that's the that made me want to talk about this, is that it's still ongoing, and I really fucking hope they win. Me too. That's so, ridiculous. Like, 
Anyway, continue, Don. Sorry. No, go ahead. I. So. Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say, like, it's the it's this. If I mean fucking oil companies, am I right? Like it's uh-huh. it's always the man. Fuck What's me. the deal with oil companies? <laughs> right, always killing people and causing environmental disasters. I hate them. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe we shouldn't capitalism so hard. You know, right? Exactly. That's what it really boils down to. Is it's like. Yeah, I'm not going to get super deep into it because I don't want to go on a big political rant about it, but that's what it is. And you know, you know where my head's at with it. Y'all know good and goddamn well what the problem is. So on March 5th, oh shit. On March 5th, 2022, diver Kazim Ali Jr. was laid to rest following a private funeral service at his home. Survivor Christopher Boudram was seen hugging Ali's coffin in tears and had to be supported and led away by his family. On September 7th, 20... Go ahead. So sad. That's so sad. On September 7th, 2022, the first hearing of the Commission of Inquiry into the deaths of the four divers was delayed due to what members said was a lack of resources. King's Counsel Jerome Lynch said Jamaican Queen's Counsel Dennis Morrison was initially appointed to chair the commission alongside Commissioner and Subsea Specialist Gregory Wilson, but resigned due to personal reasons. And there were other issues, such as the lack of resources, including basic stationary items and administrative support. He said it was only it was only thanks to the intervention of Energy Minister Stuart Young that they had uh, seating arrangements for the meeting that day. As a result, new dates were announced for the hearings into the inquiry, November 21st to the 24th, December 5th through the 8th. Hold up. You're saying that for the meeting... To set up the inquiry, they didn't even provide enough fucking notes, right? And like notepaper and like Pens to and do pencils. a meeting. Yeah, right. Holy fuck, bro! <laughs> so yeah, then it lists a bunch of dates um, uh, as to when the hearings were uh, go on. But on November twenty first, twenty twenty two, during the first hearing on the commission of inquiry into the deaths of four divers while working on a Perea pipeline. Their last words were aired online on the national television. The committee and public heard the voices of divers Fizal Kurban, Kazim Ali Jr., Rishi Nagasar, and Yusef Henry on that fateful, fatal day during the presentation by counsel to the Commission of Inquiry into the Berea diving incident. Uh, Ramesh, and see, that's Lawrence, the thing is, I don't Maraj. think the public should get to hear that. No, families definitely should. Yes. Yeah. So. The panel also heard uh, the public should not hear that unless it is relevant, like to the public hearing. You know what I mean? Right. If if the divers are in there and they're like, "Hey, this is fully the company's fault. Fuck them." Then that's for the public to hear. Yeah. Right. So the panel also heard reports from OSHA that only two of the four men were in possession of commercial diving certifications. Holy shit! Further. Uh, Maharaj said, based on the testimony of the lone survivor, Christopher Boudram, both Perea officials and the Coast Guard failed to authorize the timely rescue of the other four divers, ultimately turning the rescue into a recovery operation. Yeah, they drug ass for so long that these people died. Yeah. 
So on November 22nd, 2022, nine months after his ordeal, lone survivor of the Perea tragedy, Christopher Boudrum, gave his testimony at a commission of inquiry into the Perea incident. Boudrum broke down and had to be excused while describing how he and his colleagues, after being sucked into the pipeline, formed a human chain trying to get out of the pipeline. Boudrum said he encountered two oxygen tanks and that after he had used up the air in the first tank, there was enough space to move his body around it, leaving it behind as he proceeded on his journey. He described his confusion after reaching near the surface of the pipeline and seeing no one there. He used a piece of chain to knock against the pipeline in the hope of being rescued. He said he didn't believe his eyes when his rescuer, fellow diver and neighbor Ronald Romatar, appeared to rescue him. He told them that Fizey was right behind him and urged them to rescue the others. Boudreaux maintained that the use of diving Bro, equipment. Be, be, so, so this was not, he didn't get rescued by rescue personnel. No. No. This was just other divers. Yeah, yeah. they didn't send anybody. <clears throat> That's, hi, if you're looking for the fucking dictionary definition of corruption, it's, it's this, yeah. that exact situation. Like, and also imagine being that other guy who clearly has not heard anything about this. Right. Like, Oh, as far as I know, fucking shit's normal. New new day, new me or whatever. And like, then you're diving either recreationally or for your job and you hear knocking inside a pipe that's clear. It's probably the fucking SOS. Right. Like, and you're like, hold up. Why has nobody said anything about this? You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So Boudreaux maintained they're, the they're Oof. So Boudreaux maintained that the use of diving equipment was irrelevant, given that they would have had to have removed the equipment in order to complete the pipe fitting works, stating all you need the diving equipment for is to enter the chamber. After entering the chamber, you have to dismount of the diving equipment to ex execute the job. I challenge any diver or supervisor to say that they could have could have on that that hat in a clear atmosphere without buoyancy and do any type of pipe fitting work. So diving equipment was irrelevant. If I had had this diving equipment on and that suction had happened, my head would have stayed in the helmet and the body would have been in the pipe. Jesus. And yeah. Ask the person whose fucking job it is professionally to worry about pressure differentials to right. tell you how that's going to work. Right. Like, come on. Yeah, they. That's uh, just a horrible mental image. Yeah, the MythBusters did. You know those like heavy duty dive suits that have like the big helmet. Yeah, yeah, the the old school ones. Yeah, yeah. they actually did a, an experiment that what would happen if you lost air pressure at three hundred feet, and they m built a body out of meat and everything went down to three hundred. Yeah, feet, I remember that episode. Killed the pressure. Yeah, they and, made a big tank to do it. I think. No, they went to the ocean, but. Um, Mm -hmm. everything the whole body ended up in the helmet after the air pressure was removed that's how much pressure yeah. is so yeah, yeah. you'll fuck around it was fucking um, horrifying yeah that was one thing my dad no loved, dude the ocean is scary my dad loved diving he he would dive he did deep dives he did uh wreck dives he i mean he did night dives i mean he did all of it but the one thing he flat out said i he would never do is cave dive and yeah, that my mom was a master diver yeah that's that's a whole different world that i just know i don't want to get involved in 
and I'd just, love to be a diver, but not for caves and stuff. I no. just want to dive like in springs, like where right. it's <laughs> wide open and I can see pretty coral. Where I have oxygen and I can breathe down there. I could yeah. deal with that Correct. and not go too deep. Mm-hmm. Not I go like, deep enough to have yeah. to worry about the bins. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would go deep enough to worry about the bins, but like... Mm-hmm. That's too far for me. You don't have to go very far to worry about the bins. Yeah. It's My dad... A lot less far than you think. You could literally dive your entire life and literally never go below sixty feet and be happy. You know, you can. Is, is that what it is for the bins? Sixty feet? No, no. You, you like know, that. you got to go deeper for the bins. But sixty feet is when you do uh, open water dive training, like just to get certified. I think you're certified up to ninety feet, and then uh, incorrect. Is the it? bins is 30 feet. Damn. Yeah, but it, yeah, the, but it also depends most how long you're underwater. <clears throat> the okay. bins are a real concern after 30 feet. The deeper you go, the more likely you are to run into the bins if you surface too quickly. Right. Once you dive deeper than 30 feet, the bins becomes a serious potential problem. Okay. So you can get hit about 30 feet without having to worry too much about it. Yeah. But then after that, it's it gets increasingly and very quickly more dangerous yeah you know gotcha. a more prevalent problem i guess I should yeah. say. it's been uh the last time i scuba and you can dived, free dive for that yeah, yeah you know the last time i actually scuba dived was in 2001 it was before cindy and i got married we went down to penny uh not penny isla morada and did a dive there and oh yeah we dove a wreck um called the duane and that day, it just so happened that the Gulf Stream had moved, and basically we were in the Gulf Stream, and the current was so bad that people were like literally jumping in, and like their masks were being ripped off their face, or damn, their dive belts Oof. would be ripped off for their fins. And we jumped in, and the whole concept, you know, the boat was connected to this wreck, and the idea uh-huh. was is that you're supposed to hold on to the rope and just kind of slide, you know, go down the rope like you're holding on as you go down, like Mary Poppins. It was right. So fucking bad this current that we were actually having to hand over hand, like pull ourselves down to the wreck. By the time we got down to the wreck, I um, you know, because we were doing uh, wreck dive training and advanced open water training, so my dad kind of did it all together. So we had to reach uh-huh. this wreck and everything. And we got down to the wreck. I touched the wreck and the rope was connected to the wreck by like a big chain link. If you can imagine like a huge chain link. And when you scuba yeah. dive, I'm sure, you know, you have what's called an octopus, which is a secondary regulator in case something happens to your first one. Well, my secondary yeah, sure. yeah, backup. Yeah. My backup regulator got caught in this chain link and the back of it, you push it and it purges. And sometimes when it purges to get like water out, it just continues to blow air. And that's what happened is my regulator, the back of it hit this chain link and my air started pouring out of my tank. And when I... That's scary. Yeah. And the current was so bad when I turned around to reach to grab Cindy, I almost lost my footing and got carried away. It was fucking terrifying. And to this day... Cindy and I have had no desire to go diving again because of that one trip. Even just hearing about it, that's enough for me to be like, (laughs) yeah, no, I don't need to do that. Oh, nah, dog. I witnessed my sister almost drown when I was like seven, and I still, I will go back out. I did did almost drown a bunch of times, like three or four times when I was a kid. That's why I don't fuck with water. 
tons of time. That's the difference. The people who really love water, like me and my family, the difference is, is that when we almost drown, we get up and our parents are like, are you okay? And then they laugh and they're like, bitch, get out there again. And you're like, all right, cool. And you go back out and it's fun again for for others. You go back out and it is not fun no, anymore. No, it's I had to be saved yeah, yeah. more than once. No, my so si- it's, yeah. I uh, fucking nah. That, yeah, no, I'm saying like us too. Like we, we both have had some near misses uh, because yeah. that's just the nature of like when you grow up and you're jumping in strange bodies of water all the time you're ba- you know some shit's bound to go down uh, uh, yeah not for me and I when your add, parents are country as fuck and it happened to them too they're like oh it's normal you're fine like I, yeah. I should add that this wreck that we dove down to was at 130 feet underwater yeah I mean there's a clear difference yeah if you were all the way down there with your shit fucking up nah yeah yeah, that's scary. That's that's the type of shit that takes training to be able to deal with. Right. Yeah. But anyways, so that's going to wrap it up. Um, it's been a traumatic week for us, and there is no God, yeah. and all hope is lost. And um, damn, yeah. <laughs> accurate. No, d- hopefully, d- damn. I think Gandalf would say that hope shines brightest in the dark. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hope shines brightest in the dark. And who's the one who fucking died in Mordor? Or not Mordor, uh, Moria. It was fucking Gandalf. Yeah, but then he came came back stronger. But then the light shone brightest in the dark. And yeah, he he powered up like a Saiyan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He went Super Saiyan, God Super Saiyan or whatever. And he came back and he kicked Sauron's ass. Like, it was awesome. Nobody kicked Sauron's ass. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Saruman. Excuse Saruman. me. Yeah, Saruman. <laughs> but anyways, so that's going to wrap it up for this midweek, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know the routine. Follow us. All links will be in the description. Yeah. And um, we're, we're going to wrap it up because obviously Josh is tired. He's either yawning, burping, <laughs> coughing, sneezing, or snorting into the microphone now. So everybody knows what Josh yeah. sounds like. So, all right, everybody. So, thank you so much for listening. Next, I'll try moaning. Uh huh. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.